welcome to the very first edition of the FPL Scope podcast here on the Videoscope YouTube channel. Uh, this is our first piece of uh, FPL content on YouTube, but you might recognize the brand from uh, my website, the FPL, or thevideoscope.com. Sorry. Um, I've made a preseason guide along with uh, my co-host Kevin uh, the last few seasons before the season, and uh, it's gotten a lot of traffic and done pretty well. So hopefully some of you guys have seen the, the Videoscope branding by now. But this is uh, our first podcast. Uh, basically, I know both Kevin and Kimo from uh, different parts of my life. And uh, when we all got together for the first time a couple months ago, we went to a pub and watched football games, talked about FPL all day. And we basically decided, hey, let's start with a FPL podcast. So here we are. Uh, so it was I'll... a sad, sad memory for me, Manchester City against Real Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. We, that was the semifinals last or quarterfinals. I can't remember in the Champions yeah. League when uh, three two. Real, Real Madrid beat City. Um, yeah. Semifinals. And uh, none of us were happy with that. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I will just present myself before I uh, present these other two fine gentlemen. Um, I'm Matthias. I come from Norway, which is usually a good sign in FPL. Norwegians tend to do pretty well in FPL. I think we had the world number one not too long ago. Uh, the world's greatest chess player, Minus Carlsen, is obviously a famous FPL player. He's been number he's been number one and he finished number ten I think one season so yeah. yeah Norwegians have a pretty good pedigree in terms of FPL and Egyptians and Swedish people as well Sri Lankans I don't really know I am in a, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a Sri Lankan uh, or a league with Kevin and most of his Sri Lankans family and I won that league three years in a row and now I've gone three three, three years back to back to back without winning so. Yeah. Anyways, Egyptians, um, just to mention, we are the second highest uh, FPL managers um, in uh, this season. So it's over, over all 10 million in players. Terms of, of yeah, points or in terms of participants? No, part yeah. participants. Uh, so uh, the first the first uh, country is England, of course. I think it's yeah. over 2.5 million. And Egyptians are the second with around a million. So yeah, we, yeah. We, it's a pretty popular in Egypt as well. So yeah. Anyway, so I'll present to you guys later, but I'll yeah, just go yeah, through yeah, my own yeah. thing first. Uh, yeah. I support go West ahead. Ham. I was support West Ham in the Premier League, which is uh, sometimes the detriment for me in FPL. And it might even be for the next few game weeks, as we'll uh, discuss later. Uh, my best FPL memory actually involves both of uh, my co-hosts. Uh, it is from the 2018-2019 season. And uh, as you can see from the top FPL ranks from all of us, that's the highest finishing season for Kevin. Basically, Kevin and I were finished. Were, uh, competing for the number one spot in his league in the most important mini league for me and i was behind him by like 30 points or something with the last two game weeks uh in hand um and i told kimo who didn't know kevin at this point i told him yes. uh, wilfred saha is a really good option to final two game weeks he played against cardiff scored a goal got bonus and then in the final game he had two assists and i think he got some bonus as well which was uh, enough for me uh to beat kevin in yet another season there's also another player uh, I should mention in regards to this story which is Eden Hazard but we'll talk more about that in a couple game uh, in a couple weeks yeah uh, when I'm in London and uh, we can both make Ooh. our case um, for uh, one of us being a Judas and one of us not being a Judas but yeah look looking him. forward looking forward he's <laughs> a Judas but yeah go yes. on. we'll see Anyways, uh, as for my top FPL rank, it's uh, pretty high. I'm pretty proud of it. It's from the 11-12 season. Those is pretty far away from now. Uh, I finished 1,348 in the world. Um, good one. That was really the final. That was the final season before I met Kevin, and then it went just downhill since then. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. 
but no, not really, because uh, like Kevin, uh, <laughs> Kevin Effect. <laughs> no, I've actually I've actually had some pretty good seasons uh, the last few seasons. I think in nine out of the last twelve seasons, I finished top sixty nine k or better, which is uh, nice, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, sure. um, I have a lot of good ranks previously. This year, maybe not so much, but we'll get to that later. First, I'll just introduce my second co-host, uh, which is uh, Kevin. I basically met Kevin in 2012, as I mentioned, when I went to London to study at university. Uh, both me and Kevin studied journalism, and we bonded through football and FPL. And uh, yeah, Kevin can take it from there, talk about his FPL history, his history, meeting me, which was the best day of his life. And then, yeah. <laughs> Right, the introduction you gave yourself, uh, fair enough. I mean, uh, in terms of uh, me, hi, my name is Kevin, uh, Swedish Sri Lankan who supports Everton, and it's uh, basically just been a roller coaster of emotions with Everton because we are trash, but uh, I'll always love Everton, and you know, we'll just go from there, I guess. I mean, I, I can't sound really happy because I am desperately. <laughs> desperately trying to get rid of Frank Lampard but here we are um in regards to FPL uh, I'm very much a manager who gets bored I'm very much someone who plays with uh, emotions I prick players based on feelings rather than xg and all that type of stuff it's worked yeah. out really well in the past with certain players like steven ireland back in the day oh don't uh, remind me 2009 2008 <laughs> yeah and uh, it was annoying yeah <laughs> and but I've also done really stupid things like oh Aaron Ramsey scored against Fulham I'm, I got to bring him in and then he was terrible for three weeks in a row um, but I guess in terms of my best FPL memory it has to be Emmanuel Dennis it was just so random I brought him in because I was trying to bring in Son or Kane I believe it ended up being Son and mm. to save money I brought in Emmanuel Dennis I'm like oh he scored a goal or something then he got 14 points against Manchester United, which was very bizarre. Yeah. Very bizarre. It was the game that basically sacked OGS. So uh, yeah. even funnier little moment for me because uh, Matias was always backing OGS. So uh, yeah, you know, it was a yeah, fun Matias double Yeah, Norwegian. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Norwegian, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. I guess in terms of top FPL rank, 20K uh, during the 18-19, I didn't get much wrong that year, um, except something that we'll discuss in a couple of weeks' time when Matias decided to screw me over. And <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, I captained nice. Solomon Rondon, who I hate at Everton currently, but I captained him at Newcastle during this random game week where no one played and got 24 points from him. So yeah, pretty I, think decent I, remember, I remember having Solomon Rondon at my team, but not as a captain. He had a, he had some good season at West Bromwich, I think, if yeah. I was not mistaken. Some four years ago or five years ago, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh that's basically it for Kevin, I guess. Yeah. Um, I guess so. Then I'll introduce the final co-host of this podcast. It is a man I uh until a few months ago, I knew him as uh, Ahmed, but now his name is yeah. Kimo. His name I, in Egypt. I, I was just name... gonna say, I was just gonna say, who's Kimo? No, my name is Ahmed. No, no, no. I'll take it from there. No, no. It's yeah. it's my, my request um, to have my name is Kimo, and my name is Ahmed. It's it's on paper. Uh, every paper I have, it's Ahmed. But when you live in a country with hundred million people, at least thirty million people called Ahmed, so you have to be. 
more creative. And if you go in the street in Egypt and you say Ahmed, and at least hundred people will say, oh, who are you calling? So, <laughs> so basically everybody is called Ahmed or Muhammad or whatever in Egypt. It, they have to have a nickname or a second name. So my nickname is Kimu. This is the name that most of my friends uh, call me. This is a name that I'm really comfortable with and really happy with. So great to be here with you guys. And as you mentioned, Matthias, we met around 2018, if I'm not mistaken. We were working yep. together at, the, um, at some place in Oslo in a kindergarten. That was uh, the job that I got when I first moved to Norway. Some place. Egyptian. Yeah. No. Where I still work. <laughs> yeah. No, no. <laughs> No, no, no. I, I meant, I meant, um, like for the people who doesn't uh, doesn't know yeah. us uh, pretty well. But yeah, uh, I'm originally from Egypt. I moved to Norway around six years ago, and I live in Oslo. And uh, when we met, I remember so much. Most of our breaks, our discussion during the work or so on, we working together. It was all about either football or fancy Premier League, mostly fancy Premier League, how our teams are doing. So it had to happen. And when I met you and Kevin in Oslo um, uh, this year when, in the Champions League game, we talked only about the fancy Premier League during the game and before and after. So it, it had to make sense. We are passionate players. We play the game since 2008, which is a pretty long time for the average manager. It was around that time, at least 1 million people or less who were playing the game. So we were one of the first managers historically to, to play the fancy Premier League um, game. So I'm from Egypt and I don't have a team, as you can see. I have a Pep Guardiola picture instead of who I do I support. The reason and you have is... a Leicester kit as well? On yes, yes. Yeah. It's, a, it's a historical Leicester City kit. It's not, it's not that team. It's just like that. I, lo I love the moment that where they won the league um, out of the blue and, and I just needed to cherish that moment and buy the t-shirt. So, yeah. So... Um, Pep Guardiola is, is a big inspiration for me. My original team is Milan in the in the Serie A. So it, it makes sense that I put Pep Guardiola in the Premier League, which actually it makes it, it makes it really comfortable for me because I don't support a team. So I don't have to pick a, a player, <clears throat> a defender mm -hmm. from a team I support and pray to God that they don't concede and so on. So I pray it with was a more relaxed pace, uh, as, as you can uh, say it. So I just love Pep Guardiola. He's, he's a great manager. He's, he's he's a great influence. And if he moved from the from the Premier League to somewhere else, you wouldn't find his picture. I would have just put Milan as a logo. And to, when it comes to my F, best FPL memory, you you don't see a player just like you. It's my picture at two thousand and nine, uh, precisely in Jan. And I was ranked number eleven in the world, and I was number one. Uh, uh, in, in the country, I was number one in Egypt, number one manager in the home page. It was a great moment. It was one of the best moments of my life when it comes to in general life, and one of the best moments in my life when it comes to uh, fantasy Premier League. Not so often that you climb up the ranks in the middle of the season and be in the uh, top ten or top twenty, and that happened to me. And I, I stayed in the top twenty for like quite a long time. I would say some weeks and so on. And the reason for that, that I uh, just like you, Kevin, when you say you captained uh, Dennis no, or you had Dennis against Manchester United and he bizarrely scored 14 points. I actually had captain that week, uh, Martin Larson from Denmark, uh, when he played at Aston Villa against Chelsea, which is why did I do that? I don't know. I don't remember. I just like I was playing more comfortably, no data, no stats, no XG. And I was just doing yeah, what my heart tells me. And, and, and that season, I made like a really weird decision. I had like Clint Dempsey captain. He got me a hat trick. I had uh, Santa Cruz and uh, David Bentley at Blackburn, two goals to assist, and I was buying so many random people uh, with uh, low ownership. 
And that's why I had a really good season. And as you can see, my highest rank is uh, 12,000. <clears throat> it's it's not it's not like the best rank ever. In the future, I will be more. But <laughs> but I, I have also uh, been playing the game for so, so many years. I had like some seasons where I didn't play the game just around 2011, 2012. It was a revolution in Egypt, very complicated uh, political situation there. And I was my mind was busy uh, with something else. So I took a break. I came back around 2000. Uh, 16, 17, and right, right on the season, I got a really high rank of 20, uh, 27,000. And also in 2018, 19, I got uh, 62K, which is a good rank. And also last season, I had 28K, uh, which is top 1% overall in the world. So I have a good, decent history, but the reasons where I don't do good in one season is because I also, I play emotionally. I, 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 I really don't like to follow the stats and everything. I test for me is essential. And this is where I, I'm trying to combine this season, a little bit of mix of statistic and eye test. And let's see where we go. This is uh, me. Yeah, that's uh, all of us introduced, basically. Um, as you might have noticed, we all have uh, some history, at least, in uh, Scandinavian countries. We all speak Scandinavian languages. Both yes, me and Kimo play, speak Norwegian fluently. Kevin doesn't speak Norwegian, but he speaks Swedish, which is understandable enough for us, even though he's from Skåne, which is a really thick accent. But, yeah. Uh, we decided what, to... a, what, a, what a picture that I have. I'm sorry, it, it feels so embarrassing, but really cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was I was 21 years old, but full of full of excitement about it. Yeah, yeah. Speaking uh, of embarrassing, by the way, I'm about to no look your person, you know, your whole nationality away. You're Egyptian who hates Mohamed Salah. What's going on? No, with no, no, that's a bad reputation. I, I hate <laughs> to have him in my fence team only this season, but I love him. I love him so much as, as a person and as a player as well. But this season, me and him are no, are no longer friends. You know why. Fair enough. Fair enough. I just have to clear it up for the yeah, okay, viewers. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> as I was saying before, I was so rudely interrupted by you guys. Uh, you. <laughs> we all speak uh, Scandinavian languages. So we could have we could have had this podcast in a different language, but we decided to do, do it on link. <laughs> Yeah, you got a prime example there that I'm not a native English speaker, but yeah, that's, that's <laughs> one of my that's one of my points. But yeah, we decided to do it in English to reach a broader audi audience. Um, so yeah, obviously English is not uh, the first language of either me or Kimo. I think it's the first language of Kevin actually, even though he's Swedish, yeah. Sri Lankan. He lives sadly in London, he, not in Liverpool. He went to international school and everything, so he. Uh, his English should be impeccable, but uh, me and Kimo, we will make some mistakes. We'll we'll all lose some mistakes when it comes to your player names and stuff. Uh, a couple of <laughs> <laughs> famously, when we did a test a couple of weeks ago, uh, we tried to do uh, the West Ham Italian striker, and uh, Kimo's pronunciation was uh, Sakamaka, which is uh, not <laughs> I entirely ask it, correct. I ask it. I ask it. My Italian friends. We'll, we'll come. We'll come to the Zerbi when we speak about Brighton later. But I have. <laughs> my italian friends are the source for uh, pronouncing the italian name so we'll, we'll come to that all over the season whenever an italian player yeah. do good i will go to carlo francesco federico and they will be recording audio for you guys yeah but obviously there are not only drawbacks with different countries and nationalities we have different perspectives and we also in terms of uh, pronunciations and stuff uh, i know a couple of norwegian players in uh, fancy premier league there's a pretty good one named holland uh, not holland <laughs> and there's also another guy named Ödegård, not Odegaard. So we have some pronunciations we know that most people don't really use. Yep. But yeah, anyways, uh, we're here to talk about FPL and we'll move on to the table of contents. That is basically, we're going through everything we we're talking about today. First, we'll just have you, uh, we'll just have a run through of our teams, our Game Week 1 team and our Game Week 12 team. 
Uh, we'll see what we did to start FPL and what we did last week, which mistakes we made. I made quite a few. Uh, the next thing on the table of contents is the fixture ticker. When we look towards the future in FPL, we want to see the fixture first, uh, fixtures first. Um, so yeah, uh, we'll take a closer look at that with some uh, team stats included. The third table of contents is uh, Make the Case, which is basically our version of uh, Players to Watch. Uh, this is basically a running theme throughout the whole podcast that we have the number one pick, which is me this week, number two pick, which is Kevin this week, and number three pick, which is Kimo this week. We'll rotate this every week, who has number one, number two, and number three pick. But basically, in Make the Case, I get the first pick for the category. And yeah. today, to, uh, in this uh, edition of the podcast, the category is the most essential game week 13 transfer in because both City and Arsenal have uh, finished with their blank game week and now they have very Absolutely. good matches coming up. So they are in high demand, but Liverpool players are also in high demand. So we'll make a case for one player each. I'll have number one pick. Kevin will pick a different person than me and then Kim will pick a different person than us too. And we'll make the case for each of our players. Uh, the fourth table content is uh, weekly wildcard drafts. Uh, basically, it says everything in the name. Uh, every week, yeah. we'll do a wildcard draft. And it will actually be a draft, because like with to make the case, I'll have number one pick, Kevin number two pick, Kimo number three pick. And we'll just go one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, three, until we reach 15 players. And we have a full wildcard draft. And this is something we'll do every week. Yeah. Then finally, we will end on the game week 13 plans. Uh, we'll look ahead to the next game week in terms of camp captaincy and transfers. Uh, this week is uh, very interesting, actually, because yeah. both, both <laughs> me and Kimo have uh, saved our wild cards until now. So we're actually gonna, um, yeah, reveal. We're gonna reveal our our wild cards. Absolutely. Well, Kevin is uh, has gone the route that most of you guys probably have gone gone through, uh, the viewers, uh, and that's using your wild card in Game Eight or Nine. Kevin used this in Game Eight, and now he has a transfer to make, and it's a pretty obvious one. But we'll get to that. Yeah. Later on. Anyways, this is my gaming one team. I've talked for quite a bit now. I want to open this up to you guys. Uh, what is the biggest mistake I did out of the many mistakes I did in gaming one? Kimo, you, go ahead you first. know, you know, you know, you know. I was gonna go ahead first. You know what I'm gonna say. Yeah. You, you probably, you probably know the yeah, heart. I know. I know. Neto and Bailey. I think we had we had like a conversation before the season starts in August or something or and 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 I and I was really not convinced by everyone on on, on Twitter everyone on uh, social media everyone is making drafts about Neto and Bailey just because they are sheep playing forward but they are playing in uh, teams with no attacking returns and I saw this coming I knew I will not I will not do this trap because they will drop in price and that happened for you you lost around uh, 0.4 in uh, like Neto's so, something like that. So that, that that was a big mistake, but you also have done really good choice and I should have listened to you going on early on Trippier. Uh, that, that's really fascinating. So I'm Boyan as well, if you were patient, if you were enough patient, but yeah. <laughs> but but Neto and Bailey was, was really, really not a good choice. Yeah, I'll just explain the Neto thing uh, for a bit. Uh, ever since he got in, or right before he got injured, I basically a couple of seasons ago under Nuno Espirito Santo, he showed a lot of promise. I've always been a huge fan ever since I saw his highlight video when he joined Wolverhampton. And I thought, yeah. when he's fit and ready to go, I'm going to get him. Uh, he's probably going to be 6.0 or 6.5. I don't care. I'm going to get him anyway. And then I was just like, then I was like, 5.5. I have to get him. He's nailed. Yeah. He never left my team in <laughs> in the pre in the preseason. Seriously, Absolutely, never. Yeah. 
And I picked. But was he joining old... from Barcelona, uh, if I remember correctly? He joined. He joined from Lazio, but Lazio, um, okay, sorry, yeah, that's a couple of seasons ago. Yeah. But anyways, I picked him over over Martinelli, obviously, obviously, which is not a good choice. I corrected this mistake with getting Martinelli in game week three. Yeah. But not getting Martinelli was basically down to just looking at Arsenal and the amount of talent they had up front. They had Gabriel Jesus, who's going to play every game. Saka, going to play every game. Odegaard, going to play every game. So yeah. I figured when Fabio Vieira needs to play, when Enqueta needs to play, when uh, Smith Rowe needs to play, who's going to get sacrificed? Martinelli. But I didn't expect Martinelli to go up a level and basically become the best winger in the league this season, I think. Mm. Uh, so he's been really good. Uh, gonna talk more about him later. In, uh, but you have this. a phobia of, of minutes uh, per player. I think since I know you very well, you always get, get scared when a player is, is not really nailed. So, so That's you... true. And I have a recent uh, example of that as well, which we'll get okay. to in uh, okay. the Game Week 12 okay. team. Fair, but fair if, before we move on to Game Week 12 team and that player in question, uh, Kevin, what's the biggest mistake apart from Neto? Because you made the same mistake with Neto. So or, or a biggest compliment, I think. Yeah. Or a biggest compliment. You can do both my biggest no, mistake. And I'm biggest... starting with biggest mistake because yeah. I warned you. I warned you several times. Do not double up on Liverpool defenders. Because, yeah. look, I understand the reasoning behind bringing Robertson in because Robertson ended the season really strong and yeah. was better than Trent in a lot of places. But I warned you specifically about that and we will get into my team because there is um, a bit of a difference that gave me extra points compared to you uh, but we'll save that but also yeah. I also told you to play Walker I do remember saying yeah, play your city defenders yeah. You, yeah. who cares that they're playing West Ham you need to like that's the that's we where you're allowed to play a Bowen but maybe bench Bailey for Walker or something like that um, I was definitely yeah. I definitely remember saying that the praise that I can give you uh, for the team is that Nico Williams, you know, you believed in him and in the beginning. He, he's, he's in everyone's team. Come on, <laughs> yeah, please. but you know what? That's the worst compliment I've well. ever he's been had. Terrible yeah. until his last game. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm just teasing him a little bit. Yeah, no, I mean, but... Kevin, Kevin basically has the same team as me, except he doesn't have all the mistakes. So there, <laughs> but, but, but anything, what... anything he'll praise me for, he'll he he would have yeah, yeah. So. He will praise himself there. But one thing about anyway, uh, yeah, against Kevin in the, in the Liverpool double up defense, I, I really never loved the Liverpool double up defense in any of the previous seasons. Even though that it can it can deliver really really well, but also. Uh, no one could see that uh, the terrible start that Liverpool had in the beginning of the season. No, no one, even I, I was the one who didn't double up in Liverpool defense, but I, I only had Arnold. But no one could see the terrible uh, uh, start. And also, everybody was tripling up in Liverpool, either yeah, two in the midfield and one in the defense. So, so yeah. it's just like the case of the bad start of Liverpool that made everyone uh, steam as a joke and laughable when you look back at the yeah we'll come yeah. to my team later and we'll laugh laugh yeah. so hard yeah i'll just quickly explain the thing again like i wasn't actually that sold on trent alexander arnold i was more sold on robertson because yeah. from game week five last week or last season until the end he outscored alexander arnold so I've, mm. i thought like oh i'll just get robertson and not trent mm. and then as the time <laughs> went by everyone was like oh trent should be 9.0 he should be 9.5 remember that yeah, like when people mm. wanted defenders to be that price, well, mm. now you have the answer. You, you don't price them that highly because the yeah. lower lower term defenders like Trippier 5.0 yeah. produces at a super magnificent. High level. Yeah, absolutely. Don't get the same midfielders for 5.0 like absolutely. you get Trippier. So yeah. that that whole discussion was really stupid. But I fell for it. I went for Trent Alexander okay. Arnold at the same time as Robertson. Let's let's laugh at Kevin's team. But uh, first, you're, you're... <laughs> yeah, sure. 
And just the final point as well, up until the last moment, I had a three-meme team with Salah, Holland, and Kane, but then I switched to Bowen and Wilson uh, big later on, which was obviously a big mistake, but yeah. Speaking of mistakes, Chilwell is the player I mentioned in terms of minutes played. I took a risk. I knew he was a potential rotation risk, but I figured he can get 15 points at any game mm. week. They have three really good fixtures coming up. Of course they did. They got three clean sheets and Chilwell played mm. in one of the games. Yeah. And I warned you about Chilwell. Sure. I said, but I said just a moment said... ago, you said you shouldn't worry about the minutes played. And now it's minutes, whatever. Chilwell is the thing of the past. I'm never having a Chelsea player ever again. That's it. That's final. Whatever. I don't care. It's done. Anyways, I made two transfers. I made Madison to Trossard. Uh, Madison had to get a yellow card. Everyone knows that. Um, I went to went from De Bruyne to Salah to Captain Salah against West Ham. Basically, as a cover, I wanted to to Captain Trossard, but I figured everyone else is bringing in Salah and captaining him against West Ham. I might as well do it as well, just to guard my feelings. Obviously, Salah blanked and West Ham lost anyway, so worst case scenario. Um, Yeah. yeah. Uh, But just one question here. Why why didn't you sell Jesus if you are wildly cutting this week, just like me? Why why didn't you take a punt on someone as as a forward instead of Jesus? Because that would have been a minus four to probably not get a gain. So I figured. Okay, I'll show. I, I'll show you I what have, a punt means later. I, I had eleven <laughs> players potentially, uh, but yeah. Okay. Anyways, uh, as you can see, there's a star by the points, which counts for all of us. We all have Andreas left, but I have Mitrovic left, which you guys don't. We'll he's starting. He's on. starting. He's starting. I just got the lineup. He's yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of that, we are recording right before the Fulham Aston Villa game, so we don't really know the score. That's why the scores uh, provisional at the at this point in time yeah, yeah that is my game 12 team i have my wild card in hand luckily i'm gonna get rid of most of these players uh but yeah, yeah. let's go to kevin's team and kevin you can just take it from here you can open up to us if you yes, want to just can for the people who, who's listening to us on audio kevin's game uh, game week one team so yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely game week one team, yeah. uh as you can see um i think the big difference between matthias is the fact that i spread it out a little bit with Oh, Cancelo, I had to see it. Uh, you know, Cancelo, uh, Cancelo was, for me, always on my team. He was, like, number one on my team because I constantly see this guy. He is so wasteful, but he constantly produces random yeah. things, like against yeah. Southampton, the 18-pointer, and all yeah. this type of stuff. So Cancelo, for me, was always going to be in the team. Trippier mm-hmm. was one of these guys that we all knew he had this sort of potential, but by George, he's done it. You know, he actually is going to stay in my team no matter Mm -hmm. what. It doesn't matter if he's playing Liverpool away. Like, I still expect him to do something cool Mm -hmm. sort of thing. And, um, you know, it's good to know that we were on the boat in the sense of we had him from the get-go and he's just going to continue producing points for us. Absolutely. The, The difference that I did instead of going with both Trent and Robertson was I got Reese James in, who for me, was wonderful until Matias got him and then he got injured and he's going to miss everything. So oh He wasn't nice. wonderful. He was lucky. Yeah. The reason I didn't get James was because Tuchel was manager. He used him yes. at right centre-back. So he's not that attacking and he's injury-prone as he's shown now. I disagree. But yeah, and Chelsea... last season Tuchel was a manager and he, he returned a lot. Sure, at some points, but he started playing a bit of right centre back towards the end of the season, and he's he did that and got sacked for it. So good riddance, uh, Tuchel, and good riddance <laughs> okay. to James as well. Got injured. Good riddance to Chelsea. I don't. I don't want to. Wow, say that someone's Anyways, talking with emotions. I, 
<laughs> yeah. I want I want to bring up um it's kind of praise, but it's also kind of not because Trossard is on your bench. Sure. You've, had, you've you've had Trossard before and yeah. after his really good run of form. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you had him game one, game two, and then you sold him, uh, as you'll see. And then you, or yeah, we'll see your future team. But yeah, Trossard basically is one of the top scoring goal yeah. uh, midfielders, and uh, you've had him for four out of what is it, uh, twelve game weeks, and he hasn't returned yeah. much at all for you. No. But having the faith in him, I think I sort of influenced you with that. I am a big fan of Trossard, um, but he didn't really produce for you before you got sold. So yeah. That's that. I guess the anything else to say about your game of one team, Kevin? Or uh, yeah, I guess uh, another thing was I didn't do the Ward Iverson double up as a lot of yeah. people did to begin with. I I trusted Ramsdale to produce some points, and he did, and I was very happy with that because, as you can see, um, I try to spread it out as much as I can with defense because even though I've had Pope and you're about to see, I did double up on one team. I always prefer keeping it where you can spread out and get the best points possible. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that's the other point for me. It's your game of one team and my game of one team are really similar. We both have Trent. We both have Trippiard. We both have Saul, Neto, Bailey, yeah. Wilson, Holland, Jesus. We both have Ward. We both have Andreas. We both have Nick Williams. But the players that you have that I don't, that I, that I don't have, produced well for you and uh, the ones I did and you didn't I'm so glad nothing. as well that uh, like um, you lost some some value on it on Bailey but I mean like all, all of us all of us had Holland from the start that's a really really wise decision because otherwise it would have been a madness if you started the season without Holland I never had a doubt but yeah, yeah. we'll come to my team later we'll, we'll speak about that yeah. Kevin's give me 12 team Kevin? Yeah, not great not great <laughs> not great I mean what can I really say? I mean, uh, obviously, the thing that I said not to do, I did. And I got 15 points from Pope and Trippier. But um, yeah, generally speaking, I guess I'm happy with this team. Uh, I think Tony was kind of unlucky yesterday not to score against Chelsea because Kepa... Really unlucky. Really unlucky. Very, very yeah. unlucky to not yeah. score. Trossard hit the post and hit the bar and all this type of stuff. Could have easily gone returns um, there. And in terms of Wilson, he just didn't get the supply at all. Like, um, I think Almiron scored a very nice finesse shot. Uh, very but... typical. Very typical Almiron. It's, it's yeah. so annoying to see him yeah. scoring. He's... Yeah. You know, uh, there's a very famous Gattuso meme. Uh, I think that is very applicable to uh, so, sometimes Albert. bad, sometimes yeah, yeah. <laughs> sometimes exactly. maybe good, sometimes maybe yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but and also Mason Mount, which I sent the video to Matthias. He should have scored. Broja could have easily just given him a tap in, and yeah. he just kept looking down. He just kept looking down like this and trying to dribble past. Three players uh, instead of just passing the free map. He's, he's a Chelsea player. Never bring in a Chelsea. I player. I, I never I never got really the the hype around uh, Mount. Some some weeks ago, around like this week and two, two weeks ago, I think he scored. And there's so many people talking about Mount, Mount, Mount. I never really got the hype because the thing is, I don't trust Chelsea in terms of attacking sure. returns. They they don't score so many goals as City or or Liverpool or Arsenal or or even Leicester. You know, I mean, they just like really satisfy with one or two nil. So, yeah. so you never know where are the goals are coming. You have Obama Yang, you have Sterling, you have Mount, you have Havertz. Very random uh, goal scorers. So I never really got the hype about Mount. And he's not doing 
his best season yet. It's just like- sure, sure. But if you look at more recent uh, yeah. stats and stuff like that in favor of Mount, he's been actually pretty decent for Chelsea. Yeah. You know, created the most chances, taken the most shots in the box and all this type of stuff. And Mount is notoriously known for being a really streaky yeah. player. Same like Jamie Vardy. Like if you're on the train, you get the points. If you're not, you're not. Yeah. And that's why I took a punt because... Brentford have been really up and down as well. Yes, but, yes. We'll come uh, to that later because yeah, I have absolutely. the goalkeeper at my World Cup. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. And yeah. I guess in terms of captain, yeah. I was originally going to captain Trossard uh, before Salah's, you know, goal against City. But, you know, when we thought about the whole situation, he scored a hat-trick so quickly in that yeah. Champions League game against Rangers, then scores against City. And the goal that he scored, yeah, you can argue really was... so much about Salah. You, you can really say something like, oh, Cancelo could have done better, but no. you have to give praise to Salah for turning him. World-class, yeah. Yeah, it was world-class. And the finish to dink it rather than... Yeah, it just shows that Salah has that potential to be great. But I'm going to be a... Um, not very nice person and call him a pen merchant because he can only score when there's penalties. So yeah. Totally not true. Now the Egyptian <laughs> is gonna defend. But but mm. uh but it's it just like a very uh boring pick, I would say. It's yeah. it's I understand. Absolutely. I have I have him as a captain as well, but yeah, what what else in the absence of Holland, you, you have very little yeah. option. Yeah, it's finally true. finally had the option to captain someone else in Holland. I'll, 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 when so. I come to my team, I'll show you why did I pick Salah. Because, yeah. Be- before yeah. we move on to your team, I just want to touch on one more thing. Kevin, uh, Kevin's well, not giving fault to him necessarily, but the chips used. You've used both yes. your bench boost and your wildcard already. So talk more about the decisions for giving. Yeah. Season. Okay. Uh, we we can start with the bench boost. Um. So previous years with bench boost it's either gone like swimmingly or terrible the main thing was last year when i did the bench boost it did okay but the reasoning why i don't want to wait for a double or triple game week was last year when i did the bench boost it was in servitude of a double or triple game week and the issue there was my whole team suffered because i was waiting for certain transfers and all this type of stuff building towards this one game week so for me i was just like you know what i don't have the worst bench in the world and i think i got like 15 16 points so i was just like you know what i'm actually more than happy with that i think it's Mm -hmm. a serviceable uh bench boost uh because the weekend before uh when i so in game week five or four i benched trippier against city and he scored that wonderful free kick (laughs) simply because Simply because I very stupidly went, okay, well, they're going to concede. So I yeah. think, you know, he's going to be screwed there. And that's the same thing I did with Reese James. <laughs> I was just like, oh, Reese James is playing Spurs. He's going to concede. They did concede. It ended 2 2. But yeah. guess who scored? Reese James. Reese James. Yes, I had him at the game. What's yeah. So, so for me, it was just more like when I'm doing stuff like that, I'm just like, you know what? I have a good enough team that they'll deliver. And, uh, I, I don't remember exactly the bench boost, but yeah, you got me 16 points, so decent enough. Yeah, I think you might have been a bit inspired by me as well, because uh, in my uh, FPL guide before the season on thevideoscope.com, that's another plug for you, I actually had the same reasoning for using your bench boost at the first and best opportunity, because uh, I had the same experience as you last season. I got a really good score with my bench boost, but the previous previous like seven or eight game weeks, I suffered because I had a really expensive bench. Mm. I didn't get the third premium guy. I didn't get Son or De Bruyne like most people did. 
So I, I think I lost a lot of points in total uh, from the bench boost. So getting rid of the bench boost and just being clear of mind when it comes to that chip mm. sometimes a good thing. But this season with the postponement, I, I should mention that as well. This bench boost was used, Kevin's bench boost was used before the postponements in game week seven and game week eight, where yeah. we got more double game yeah, weeks. Yeah. So it made more sense at the time than it does now. And the other point with that is that we have a 4.0 goalkeeper. We have 4.0 defenders. We have 4.5 yeah. midfielders. Mm. We don't usually have that. So we don't really mm. have to have an expensive bench to have a playing bench. Mm. So that's why I felt like I should keep yeah. bench boost, even though I said I, I never, I never really, really liked that chip. When when it becomes so popular, uh, in the in the last few years, it, it lost its value. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if I, if you're speaking the first two seasons when uh, FPL has introduced a bench boost, so I, I think it made some reasons when the ones who had really prepared well for it had some strategy, has some tactics, and you can use it by the week game week thirty seven and thirty six. Then then it was really really useful, but. Uh, in the last few years, I think it's it's more headache and it gives you like a FOMO of me of missing out on on uh, double gimmick player, and then you forget to that uh, single gimmick players can really score sixteen points or fifteen points. So yeah, I never really loved it. Yeah, but that's but, yeah. Kevin's uh, gimmick twelve team. Now we move on to Kimo's gimmick one team, which is kind of different than uh, ours. So uh, yeah, I don't know what I'm, you want to talk I'm about. I'm different. First. I'm unique. <laughs> so no, no, no. Um, uh, it, it's it's um. It's a mix between like a template of not going so wild of missing out on essential players and also a mix of some differentials that I went on very early. And if if I would say from you guys, start on on, on criticizing my game week uh, one team or give me a compliment, what would it be? I know I know the compliments, but yeah, like criticize. Uh, it's it's a pretty solid team to be to be fair. It's just the one glaring defender missing is Cancelo, obviously. Yeah, which, uh, don't I, I made the same mistake. Aitnori has minus one in game one, but he scored an own goal. He scored an own goal. Bizarre. Own goal, the, first, yeah. the first own goal of his life, he scored it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Wolves actually kept some clean sheets at the start, so I can't really fault you for that either. Uh, yeah. I got I got a praise for Madison. I, I I had Bowen from the start, but Madison was my top pick out of the 8.0 midfielders. Yeah. You actually went for it and did Madison, and he he yeah. did really well for you at the start of yeah. the season. Yeah. Well, that's good. Uh, we all have Wilson as well. Uh, yeah. he, he was a decent pick before he got injured. I see. Yeah. He always does. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, Actually, some some story about Wilson. Um, is I saw like uh he has like a small podcast uh, short version with uh, Michael Antonio or Michael Antonio, the West Ham striker, mm. <clears throat> and and I saw like a small episode just before the game of one, and he was uh, betting with Antonio that. Oh, I want to go to the World Cup. I feel like I'm sharp. I feel uh, this season I'm fresh. I want to score the most goals. I will score more goals than you, Antonio, this season up until the World Cup. I want to be in the England squad. So I got like really turned on by by this by this talk with the, from a football player. He's talking about fantasy and he's gonna score more points than uh, than another striker in West Ham. And I was like, okay, I'll buy him. And he, and he scored. And he actually he scored a goal again, a beautiful goal against City for me in game week three. So. Um, uh, speaking of that period that I owned him, it was it was really well. And Madison, I, he picked up from the last season. Last season he was really on fire, and most of the uh, goals scored uh, at Leicester was because of Madison. So I thought Vardy, I'm not sure about him. If he, is he going to play? He's getting older and so on. So I'll pick Madison as a differential, and he did really well for me. I sold him mm -hmm. at the first week where he didn't uh, score anything, and I got him back in the game against uh, Nottingham where he scored. Two goals and one assist or two assists, something like that. He got like twenty-four points. Yeah. yeah. So he did. He did well for me. The only thing that I'm, I was really not satisfied that my game week one. If I go back, I would definitely bring on Cancelo instead of Arnold. 
that would have got me really, really so many points. I would have been in the same level as Kevin, like around 200k, 200 southern k or, or something around that. So I missed on a lot of holes of Cancelo. I lost a lot of value on his price. So, <clears throat> but yeah. Here we go. We take it from there, and we'll yep. go to my it's just game. Yeah, one more flaw, which I also made. You have him as a season keeper, as Ward. You had Ward and Everson. Oh many. Oh that was God. also oh a big God. mistake. Apart from Cancelo, that's the other big mistake in your team. Yeah, yeah. very, very big mistake. Never, never, Let's never do it again. See what goalkeeper you have, and the rest of your team for game week twelve. Sanchez. Better. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so this is my game week 12 team. It's a game week that we are on right now. and It's not even finished. We're waiting for the follow-up Aston Villa game. As we're speaking, I have Sanchez in goal, Chaloba, my man. I'll talk about that later. Trippier, Perisic, Nico Williams, Salah, as we say in Egypt, not Salah. And Andreas Pereira, Welf, Welford Zaha, Trossard, Darwin Nunes, Tony, and the rest of the bench is not playing because of the postponed. So I made three transfers. One of them I was so forced to sell as everyone else. Madison, he was on my team. He got a yellow card at the ninth five minute. Yeah, it was it was it makes sense for me just before the price drop and the price rise. I made Madison to Trossard. Everybody is doing the same. Trossard looked on fire under the Zerbi, which my Italian friends told me to say the Zerbi, not the Sherbi, as you guys thought. And um, yeah, I never thought twice about tr having Trossard on my team. And I really didn't want to do a minus four, but yeah, I had to take a bunt on Darwin Nunes. De Bruyne to Salah, that's for sure. He sues to Darwin and what a game he had yesterday. He actually could have scored a lot of points. I understand that Klopp got him just, he, he felt he, after the after the game, Klopp was interviewed and he said he felt something in the muscles. So it was not a tactical uh, change as I thought in the first place. It's just like to to protect him from the injury. So he could have got like 14 points. Really happy about yeah. his performance, and he 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 proved that I did a good punt just to jump on him. Low ownership, but was unlucky for only five points. And you'll make a case for him uh, later. I think. Later so, on, uh... later on. So I'm not going <laughs> to end the stats. I had Zaha was That's eight points. Uh, yeah, Nico Williams is my man. Got my clean sheet. I really really. <laughs> Never thought uh, thought that it will be a clean sheet for Nico Williams in that week that I need him. And also, Trippier, really disappointed about uh, Sanchez. Is is um, we'll, we're gonna come to that later when when uh, when we come to my wild card. But yeah, Tony could have scored just like everyone. I I don't have really specific feeling about this game week. I'm really satisfied with 52 points when I made a minus four. Yeah. It looks like it couldn't have been much better, and I'm doing more than the better. Like more better than the average, but yeah, I feel like meh. Let's go, let's go forward to the next week. So yeah, yeah. Just uh, looking at the left hand side, you can see our current ranks. Both me and yeah. you went up in the ranks, but that's because we have more ranks to gain. Well, yeah. Kevin is pretty high up already. He went down as of the recording, at least. I don't think Pereira yeah. can change anything there. But anyways, uh, one shout uh, about Chalaba just just before we move to the yeah, next sure. slide. Chaloba, since I got him, he got me three clean sheets. Really, really proud about that choice. I saw, I saw he's 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 a man of he's a new man after Fofana's injury. He's a new man of uh, Potter. So really happy about that. And uh, I sold him just now, but I'll talk about that later. Yeah. Just to mention okay. our ranks uh, quickly, I'm around 1.7 million. Kevin is 185k, which is really good. Wow. And, uh, Kimo is 853k, which is also pretty decent at this point in the yeah, season. Yeah, decent. We are we're over 10 million, so I'm happy. Anyways, that is our game of history. Let's look to the future. And the first thing we do when we look at the future is the fixtures. 
Um, the interesting thing about the fixture ticker now, uh, I'll just explain more about the fixture ticker. These colors are probably known to you if you've ever if you've ever been to Fantasy Football Scout. They have the same colors. They have dark blue for the easiest matches, uh, dark red for the hardest matches. Oops, hang on. Technical yeah. difficulties. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit of a spoiler. Uh, but yeah, the, the only thing on note in terms of the fixtures, we will get to the stats as you almost saw there. Um, Man City, Arsenal, Liverpool are three of the top four teams uh, yeah. in terms of good fixtures. Um, not a lot of people have City, Arsenal, Liverpool players fill up because yeah. uh, of the blank and Liverpool yeah. haven't been that good lately. So that's going to be really interesting to see. Uh, I'll just move on to the next slide where we get the expected goals in the last six matches. It says like it says last six game weeks, but it's last six matches of every team just to have yeah. everyone equal because some yeah. teams haven't played uh, in the last six game weeks. Fair enough. Uh, as you can see, it's color-coded. Uh, gold for City, they have been the best in terms of XG. Newcastle, surprisingly, have been the second best of XG uh, the last six matches. And Arsenal are third. And in the bottom three, you can see Wolverhampton, Bournemouth, and Southampton. I don't know what you guys think about the expected goals and fixtures. Uh, do you have anything to say? Kevin, I'll open it up to you first. What stands out to you in terms of this uh, fixture ticker and uh, expected goals? Which teams are you, do you want to target? I think yeah. I think Man City is, is, is pretty obvious. 13. Yeah, like I feel... Into, yeah. Yeah, like I feel like everyone, generally speaking, especially from the top four, we all have, most people will have Zaha, most people will have this, most people will have that. So I feel like it's very obvious. I'm just shocked to see that Everton are so uh, high up there. No, uh, this is, that's not, it's, it, it's in terms of fixtures. They're good. Yeah, in I terms know. of XG, I they're know. I know. terrible. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They're like, fourth worst, actually. Because yeah. we're good at we're good at not conceding too much, but we uh, we can't score. I mean, Calvert Lewin has been out for uh, Calvert Lewin has been um, you know missing for the entire season basically. So once now that he's back and running, maybe we can see that XG go up. But uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, that's the only place where I'll see Everton so high up on the table in terms of a fixture list. So that's that's nice. That's a nice feeling. Look at Arsenal. I mean, wow. Yeah, I mean, 11.4 for the expected goals and City. It it makes uh, sense <laughs> for me to go on when it comes to my wild card later when we're going to speak about my wild card and yours, Matthias, that we are looting from both teams because they yeah. are the highest. They are the highest teams in terms of expected goals in the in the next uh, game weeks, and also. Uh, way, way, way uh, huge difference between them and the other teams. And I'm really, really happy also as well to see West Ham with 9.6. West Ham has a really good fixture for me. Is They are really doing really well recently. Um, I think they're going to shine with Bournemouth, Crystal Palace, Leicester. Manchester United also can be a really good fixture in terms of goals. They usually have a historical uh, goal fest. Yeah, goal festival when, when they meet each other. So... Um, so yeah, I really like the look of um, Brentford fixtures. I don't mm. know. I sold Tony. I I know I made a I made a big mistake, but Aston Villa and Wolverhampton, it can be really really few goals in those games. So yeah, yeah. What, what about you, like Matthias? To... Mm. Uh, just on the last point with Brentford, both Aston Villa and Wolves are bad teams. You can see it's the easiest uh, fixture uh, with the dark blue. 
But both Aston Villa and Wolverhampton like to sit back. There are not that many goals in in their games. Exactly, so that's that's my point. Tony, he can always get a penalty if if they win one nil or two nil, he can score. Yeah. Um, personally, oh. I'm looking more towards defensive uh, things from uh, Brentford. Yeah. Uh, one last point on the XG. Uh, we all three of us are not big fans of Solanke, but he's been scoring a lot of points lately. But yeah. it is totally unwarranted because. <laughs> Bournemouth yeah. have had the worst XG in the last six matches. So yeah. how he's gotten all, gotten all these holes while Newcastle have pretty much more than twice the amount of XG the last six game weeks. Callum Wilson, who Kevin has, hasn't scored nearly as much as Zanke, which mm. is kind of kind of a shame for Kevin, I guess. But uh, anyways. That's one the... thing about, about Fulham, Le- Le- they have Leeds and Everton in the next two, two game weeks and, and Fulham has a very low expected goal. So yeah. I'm not sure about the, the, the ones who have Mitrovic, like you, Matthias. What, what would you feel? Uh, we're going to see eventually if I keep Mitrovic okay. or not. I have him this game week, but uh, for the upcoming game weeks, maybe not. We'll see. Yeah. But before but, then, but Crystal Palace. Crystal we'll, Palace has uh... lovely fixtures. Everton, Southampton. Maybe. I see a lot of goals like in the last... In the last two uh, game weeks between Everton and, and uh, or three game weeks between Everton and Palace, there was a lot of goals. Southampton is a team that usually concede. West Ham is also a really good fixture for for Crystal Palace and Nottingham Forest. I don't see, I don't see the point to to discuss. It's just like uh, the easiest fixture of them all. Yeah. As you're saying that with Crystal Palace, I realize I have made a mistake in terms of the color coding because they are actually the worst team in terms of XG. <laughs> Okay. Last six yeah. game weeks. Yeah. If yeah. the stats are correct, I think I think they are correct. I'm pretty sure the stats correct. are correct. Yeah, the stats yeah. are correct. Yeah. So, but as you saw uh, with uh, their and last they don't, game, they don't score much anyway. They so don't yeah. score yeah. much, but yeah. as you saw, Saha was at the end of it and got eight points this game week. So love it. He's the main man. They don't really get that much XT. Let's move on yeah. to expected goals conceded instead, and uh, see if there's anything that sounds out here. I'll take the first uh, point here, and that is my own team, West Ham. They are shared yeah. number one with Newcastle. I've had Kurt Zuma, the cat kicker. <laughs> I uh, yeah. p- put my morals away and put him in my, in my team. And I thought he would return a lot more points than he actually had. Uh, and the XGC actually proves that I sort of made the right decision. West Ham rarely conceded goals. The most, yeah. they've, the most they've conceded this season is two goals yeah. in any game. They conceded two goals against Holland in the first game week, and everyone thought like, "Oh, look at West Ham; they're not that good." They conceded two goals. That's what we've seen with Holland. Two goals is a pretty good achievement, actually, to keep him to only two goals. So, West Ham have been solid defensively all season. I think you still should consider West Ham defenders for four point five, but maybe, uh, maybe you disagree. I don't know. No, you changed my mind actually because because yeah. I am actually looking for a defender right now in my wild. Like, I'm not finished yet. I sent you like a like a draft of my wild yeah. card, but. But really good to see to see those stats, and I'm really shocked. Not not shocked. Shocked in terms of the numbers in Liverpool expected goals uh, conceded. They are mm-hmm. the third worst team in the league. Definitely. Yeah, and also Everton. I I thought that Everton are more solid in terms of performance and the goal conceded in t- in terms of how many goals that they have conceded in the last six game weeks. So I thought they are more solid. But having the stats over us. Uh, the second worst team. That's a really surprising, but really good for my Zaha pick. So next game. So yeah. Yeah. There's one more thing about West Ham. They have a really good XGC, but they've also faced Tottenham, Liverpool, and Chelsea in that time frame. So that yeah. speaks even more to the West Ham defense. Uh, I think you mm-hmm. should invest in them. Also with the Newcastle numbers, they're shared uh, their joint top with West Ham with 4.41 expected goals conceded in the last last yeah. six matches. 
most of us did Pope and Trippier as goalkeeper and defender, and we've been blessed with a lot of points, and it's not without reason if you look at the XGC. So yeah, Kevin, I, anything that stands out to you? Um, nothing uh, per se other than the obvious things that we just discussed. Um, I think in terms of Everton, the only thing that I can say in defense of my lovely, lovely club is the fact that due to the lack of attacking, we've just invited teams to just have more chances against us. And I think you'll see that the numbers will actually become better as we progress with the season because Calvert-Lewin is back and we'll be definitely looking. We look better and there are a lot of players who are back from injuries, including someone that we'll be discussing more in length uh, in a little bit. Yeah. It's also interesting to see Fulham. They're clearly the worst in terms of expected goals conceded. Yeah, uh, nice. Yeah. They face Leeds and Everton, so maybe Everton, Everton can get something there. And then they face uh, Man, yeah, C- they face Man the City. Guy, yeah. Man City away in gaming 15. But yeah, Sinister from Leeds, for example, or Rodrigo Kevin, maybe we'll go back on that train. We'll see. No. <laughs> no. But, but, but just, <laughs> you just one... He's what benched today. Demo. It's just like, how on earth Nottingham Forest having the same expected goals conceded as Chelsea? And Chelsea have kept clean sheets in the last three game weeks. Yeah, that's it. That, that's also one thing that the stats are not everything. You know what I mean? You need to have like a, you need to have an idea about how, is the team conceding goals? Is the team performing well? What what are the historical um, scores between the two teams and so? So I I would, I would have never gone back in time and see all the stats about Nottingham Forest in terms of expected goals conceded and Chelsea. I would have still picked Chaloba, which he got me three clean sheets. But and and you would have still. Picked uh, Chelwell as well, but um, I don't know. Maybe they have uh, because of the game against Brighton. They have enhanced uh, their stats a little bit. Brighton so. actually got quite a few. I think they got decent XG actually against Nottingham yeah. Forest. Famously, Brighton are the XG kings. As you can see with Brighton, as you can see with Brighton, they 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 still have really good XG, even though they've haven't been that good uh, lately under the Serbia. Yeah. They're still they're still waiting for their first win. Yeah. Anyways, uh, that's the fixtures. It's obvious you should uh, target Man City, Liverpool, and Arsenal players. Absolutely. Next week you can potentially go into Newcastle players. You can see they're really good in terms of both XG and expected goals conceded. So they might come into my consideration for my wildcard. I don't have any players currently, but we'll see about that later. Almiron is interesting. Kevin has Wilson. I would not. I would not get rid of Wilson if I was Kevin. Um and they're they all they also have more midfielders. San Maximin still hasn't recovered fully. Bruno yeah. Guimaraes is one of my favorites. So they have a lot of good inter- interesting picks. But on top but of Leeds Leeds, Leeds Leeds players also Matthias is really really good. But I would fancy Leeds to score against Liverpool. I would fancy Leeds to score exactly. against Fulham. I would fancy Leeds to score against Bournemouth as well and, and yeah. Tottenham. Yeah. So if the, pff, I might think again about bringing a Leeds player, but yeah, we'll we'll, we'll talk about yeah. that. That's a good point that they have. The next three fixtures they have are teams that have performed uh, really badly. Yeah. Yeah. The goals yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. considering the fact that Bamford missed the penalty against Arsenal, should have scored there too. So yeah, yeah definitely, it's, it's, it's a good point. That's why the fixtures and the stats are really combined together. It's a, it gives you a really good good idea. And doing the podcast with you guys give me to rethink a little bit more so it will make my friday night a bit more difficult to sleep and think about not having leads player but yeah we'll see about that fair enough like i mentioned man city arsenal liverpool those are the main teams to think about this week and that leads us into the next segment which is our players to watch segment which is called make the case and uh as you can see we've picked one player each we could not we can't pick the same player we have to make the case even if we think that 
one of the other picks is the better pick. We have to make the case for our player. As you can see, City, Arsenal, Liverpool, we have one player each. I will go first with Phil Foden. I think he's a no-brainer. You have to get him in if you don't have him. Quickly, uh, just at the top right corner, you can see the exempt players. Everyone basically has Holland, Martinelli, Cancelo as their three City, Arsenal players at the moment. So I don't really consider them uh, for this segment. They're obvious. You should probably have all of them. Foden, you can say, is also obvious, but yeah. Salah, most experts have him in. I think in the Content Creators League, he's like 98.1% owned or something. Or something. That's really specific, mm. but yeah. Anyways, Foden, it's his breakout year. He's been super good the whole season. He's uh, pretty much rotation-proof as well now. It seems like he's a favorite of Pep, um, finally. They have really easy matches, as you can see from the fixtures. Brighton at home isn't the easiest, but it's pretty easy. Leicester, Fulham, you should be able to score a lot of goals. Brentford, you can easily score a lot of goals against them as well at home, especially Man City, who dominate every single team. The only minus with Foden is that there are so many good City players, so there might be some other player that is more important. Maybe Kevin De Bruyne starts returning uh, after I've sold him now. Uh, <laughs> potentially, but yeah. You obviously have Holland and Cancelo, so it's just the third city spot. But I think Foden is a no-brainer for the third city spot. But yeah, can't 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 agree more. Actually, I think I, I was talking with you the last week, guys, about Foden, and not, not only the last week, the last week and the week before when we prepared before we launched the podcast. That even before Foden scores in the last game week, um, before the blank. I saw this very early, uh, the combination of Foden and and, um, and the chemistry between Foden and Holland is, is really essential. It's really good. It, it's not gonna it's not gonna stop there. And he's a young player. He's been developing each year under Pep. And I also talked about he is a little bit jealous of Holland. He's in the same age. He feels like Holland getting all the attention. He he has a point to prove that he he, he is as good as uh, as Holland. So. I saw this in clearly in the first two games of the season when he refused to pass the ball clearly to Holland. He wants to score. He shot. He has more shots on uh, goal and shots on target than the previous season. So I think Foden this season is going to be one of the best seasons for him if you continue in that uh, tempo. So yeah, yeah. Kevin, you can uh, make the case for Gabriel Jesus. Yeah, uh, just one second before um, we do that. I just wanted to add about Foden. Yeah. The very glaring thing about him was he was touted as the El Mago replacement for David Silva. But like Kimo was saying, I have never seen him this selfish in my yeah. life. So I'm, I know I'm making, I'm meant to be making the case for my own player here, but Hey, if he's super selfish, that's something to consider. It's a good, we love it as a fancy yeah. football manager. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, going to Jesus, I think it is so glaring that this guy is the in-between Holland and Kane sort of player where he constantly, he has five goals and four assists, which is pretty decent, I guess. Uh, but the fact of the matter is against Leicester, he got 18, 19 points. That should be happening and can happen more frequently with him because he is constantly creating chances with Gabriel Martinelli. Their link-up play I would argue is better than Foden and Holland because Martinelli is not as selfish as Foden is. So I think their link up play is essential to Jesus playing so well. And I think it's one of the best. It's arguably one of the best in the league because it's fun to watch. I think it's obviously led to a bunch of goals and assists where either Gabriel Martinelli scored and 
Jesus got the assist or vice versa. And I think Arsenal's upcoming fixtures are relatively easy, uh, especially the next two. Um, and I think there's just so much potential for him to explode. You, But the, I guess, underlying thing about all of this is he might not explode, but he gets you consistently six points, eight points, six points, yeah. four points, like all this type of stuff. So I think for me, he's a very safe pick, but with a lot of potential. Yeah. Just I, one comment here. Yeah, yeah. go ahead, Matthias. Sorry. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. yeah, it's just uh, both me and you actually came over. We kept Hizzles when most people wildcarded him out. Yes, got rewarded. And you say he got rewarded, but I feel like he should have gotten a lot more points. That's the thing with Jesus as the, yes, the pro. That's what I was gonna say. That's what I was gonna say. Exactly. If you look at if you look at Jesus historical points, he got two, nineteen, four, one, six, one, six, eight, five, two. So he blanked four times out of twelve. He blanked twice at the last five games. And whenever he delivers, he he's around the seven to the eight mark. So you want mm-hmm. at this point of the of the season, you want an explosive player, S- someone like Saka, someone like I think Martinelli is more essential than Jesus, to be honest. In when when picking up Arsenal player, because Martinelli is more he's a midfield player. He gets points for the clean sheet. He gets more points for a scoring goal. He's more explosive in terms of assisting and scoring. But Jesus is a consistency. He's a bit safe pick. So yeah. this is a but the stats is is really scary. It's like two point seven in the expected goals involvement in the last four game weeks and all over the season. It's you never know. But also when you see the, the upcoming fixtures, Southampton, Nottingham Forest, yeah, it's they are good fixtures. I expect Arsenal to do well, but Chelsea can be a really easy nil nil or one one. Uh, you never know who's yeah. gonna score. Wolverhampton can be really boring. So. I am going at the moment with Jesus, but I would just argue I need him to be more explosive. This is the thing. But for me, Martinelli is no-brainer in Arsenal. Yeah. Just to touch I, can, the, I can go Saka, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, just to touch on the Martinelli point, that's why he's exempt, because most of us have him already. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And he's he's such a great pick. But it's yeah. it's the thing with Jesus. Like, if if we were allowed to have four Arsenal players, Jesus would be 100% mm. nailed in our card draft. At the moment, he's in between. I have to decide between Jesus, Saka, and Gabriel. On top of Martinez, which three do I get? Do I get yeah. in total? Uh, that's the only thing with Jesus. I've been let down yeah. by him. I sort of feel like I should keep him just to have him as a season keeper the whole season. I feel yeah. like he has mega potential. Like Kevin said, he should yeah. be somewhere around the Kane, not Holland level, but he should be somewhere around the Kane level in terms of scoring. But he, yeah. he's not. He hasn't been so far. But he yeah. has the potential to be. To, to be. It's but, just previous seasons, uh, that's the, my case against him. Is uh, This isn't new with Jesus. We've seen this with City as well. He's been really wasteful at times. He gets a lot yeah. of chances, but he's really wasteful. I love the guy, but um, he makes me a bit uneasy, especially with Saka, yeah. potentially. I could triple up with Saka, Jesus, and Martinelli, but there's also Gabriel or yeah. Saliba in defense. So. Yeah. Uh, the only thing with Jesus, yeah, wasteful, and uh, you only have three Arsenal spots. So yeah, yeah but he, he never was explosive historically. When he was in City, he was not that explosive. Very rarely yeah. when he got the chance that he he scored like a hat trick or two goals. There's a couple times, but yeah, 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 a couple of times, but not like consistency. He has a problem consistency of getting holes into the FPL. But we'll see. I, I like him so much. I hope from God's he is in my team. I hope that he will score some holes. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, and Jesus, Jesus and the gods can be a good connection. So he can get me some points uh, against Adam to Nottingham Forest. So I'll move to 
My yeah, man. you can make the case for Darwin. Yeah, the theory of Darwin. Um, yeah, it's it's a, it's a pretty easy. I was I was um, I was thinking of going someone differential at Liverpool, but it's not going to be the case since uh, Jota and and um, and uh, the other guy Luis Diaz are Luis injured. Diaz. So it's going to be between Salah is going to be most of the teams. It's going to be between Firmino and Darwin Nunes. But looking at the stats, just like two point. 0.5 in the expected goals involvement in the last four game weeks. Really, really high. Three big chances. It's the same as, as uh, Foden and um, two less than uh, Jesus. Just in the box with the average. But I was I was um, on Twitter somewhere on Sky Sports or something. We're doing like a stats for, for Dan Nunes in the Premier League in that season per 90, per 90 minutes. So shots in the, um, on the, in the box or like shots in general, he's 6.9, the first... Top of, the, top of the table, touches in the opponent box, he's top of the table, 10.7, he's number one. That was before the yesterday's game, so I think it got it got more better. Percentage of touches in the opposition box, 38.2, the first in the Premier League. Non-penalty expected goals, 0.9, the first in the Premier League. So in terms of stats as a striker, he's the number one. He's so consistent in terms of having an underlying stats, he... He's a bit selfish. We've seen that a lot in the in the last two games. He doesn't pass to Salah, so, so he's <laughs> making Egypt. He's making Egypt that the Egyptians a bit angry at him. But um, also, when when it comes to yesterday games, um, West Ham yeah. against uh, against West Ham, he had really uh, ter- like terrifying stats. Three shots on target. He hit the wood, uh, woodwork uh, once, which was so annoying because I had him in my team. He has uh, five shots in total, twenty-four touches. So really, really good stats. If they manage to retain the real Liverpool in the next two games against Nottingham and against Leeds, which they are good fixtures in terms of goal, uh, expected goals conceded to both teams, that would be a good differential. He's, he's not really highly owned as in the beginning of the season. Tottenham against Liverpool is also a fixture which known for historically um, goal festival. Southampton as well, Liverpool really is determined to do well historically against Southampton. So, yeah, I'll pick him. I never thought twice. I don't want Salah in my team. So, Darwin is, is the man to go for. Anything against yeah. it? Um, it's just, yeah, like you, like you explained, his substitution in the 58th minute yesterday was uh, purely because of the injury. Um, yeah. I, guess, I guess he's more I think he'll be now. fine. I, I guess it's more nail now. It's just, uh, again, do you want to go with him? Do you want to go with Salah? Do you want to double up on Liverpool with Salah and Darwin? No, it fe- it no. feels a bit much. Even though they play Forest and Leeds, uh, it's just really good fixtures. You never know which Liverpool was going to show up. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's just that. He he gets big chances, but he misses them quite a lot so far. Mm, um, yeah. I'm not so sure. Like, he, he's, he's a good pick. I'm considering him for my wild card, but if you have a transfer... There are better picks like like Foden or even the Arsenal players that you need to get in before him. So you're in a tough tough spot with the third uh, pick anyway. But I think Darwin is definitely a good a good shout anyway. Yep. Um, thank thank you yeah. for that, Matthias. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin, do you have any thoughts against Darwin? Except I that think, you're an Everton fan. Yeah, I mean, apart from Liverpool being terrible, um, I think the thing that I can say about Darwin is his temperament is a bit of an issue because even even in yesterday's game he was getting worked up over really random things so yeah he's a young guy he is a young guy and he is a world-class striker in the making and i think especially at his time in benfica i thought he was absolutely incredible in the champions league i mean there's a reason why 
Liverpool bottom is is because he had such great performances against them. And I think, generally speaking, it is a good shout. I think it, it you're, he's a differential. It is a good shout. The only thing that I'm scared about, I guess, if I were to bring him in, is is he nailed? Because they can yeah. choose to be more defensively. He and is you, so nailed. And the thing that you said there, which is the very key thing, you yourself just said it, which was which Liverpool is the Liverpool that shows up. Yeah, but can you ignore can you ignore ignore all the upcoming fixtures for Liverpool? If you would no. repeat again, you would no. definitely go 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 to buy Liverpool against Fulham. Uh, which is why, so, yeah. even though he's exempt, which is why a bunch of us went for Salah, right? Like yeah. that's why I I didn't. Just bring in Salah just because uh, of this game week against West Ham, even though he yeah. always usually scores against West Ham. It's because Liverpool do have the fixtures, definitely. But, but you you want a player who who can score goals or like in a team who can score goals. So if yeah. you if you if you look at the uh, at the stats for the forwards this season, actually in terms of expected goals, it's only Tony Kane, Holland, Wilson are over him, and in terms of the uh, goal attempts, it's only. Kane and Tony, who are uh, higher than than him, so so and he he has like a high uh, amount of uh, shots in uh, on, inside the box. So Tony has thirteen, Kane has seventeen, Wilson and uh, Nunez has ten. So you want a striker who gets every shot in the box on target. So 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 he, he's delivering. Yeah. But yeah, we'll we'll talk about that. Yeah. Okay, so we've all made our case. Uh, I'm opening it up to the viewers now. You can write in That's the comment section. That's embarrassing. You can write it right in the comment section. Uh, who who do you think made the most best case for their yeah. player? Which player or which player do you think is yeah. is the best to bring in? Uh, you guys can even reveal if you'd pick Foden over your own pick if you, yeah. if you want to. I, I think. Well, we all know that Foden won, <laughs> won no. this, but you know what. I'll back Jesus all the way. I, I meant it's a, it's embarrassing for the next for the next one. I'm gonna make my case. It's gonna be so embarrassing. So <laughs> they, 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 yeah. we'll, we'll see right now. Yeah, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, those are just yeah. like the most essential players to get in. Uh, yeah. We'll go with uh, if you're on a wild card like me and Kimo, you look you might be looking for some differentials. That's what we're gonna discuss right now. And uh, oh. again, I have the uh, don't look at the stats. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the expected stats for Gordon is not the best, but we'll get stop to that making later. fun of the Everton player, please stop. <laughs> yeah, I, you guys will both make the case for Gordon. I'll I'll be the opposing. Uh, I'll yeah. take on the tough task of uh, going against uh, Gordon and his magnificent stats. But yeah. yeah, I'll first talk about my first pick. Obviously, I'm uh, I have the advantage of having the number one pick, and uh, I've chosen my own player, Skamaka. I say my own player because I'm a West Ham fan, but. Uh, as a West Ham fan, I know Skamaka scored in his last two home games. Three out of his four next games are at home. Bournemouth, Crystal Palace, and Leicester at home. He can easily score a lot of goals. He's shown, as you can see in the statistics, that he's in the box. He gets big chances. And he should be getting more points. He's been a bit wasteful so far, but his finishing, yeah. especially with his feet, is impeccable. So even with a lower XG, I think he can score more goals because his finishing yeah. is just look look at good. the chances created. Oh my god, really good. Super, he's super good. He's he's yeah. he's central. Uh, he's uh, the only thing with uh, with West Ham is you never know if Antonio's gonna play, but Skamaka was brought in for a lot of money. Yeah, it seems like David Moyes is actually trusting in him now. He played 90 minutes against Liverpool, even though Antonio yeah. came on. Yeah. 
I I think he's he's nailed. I think he'll play. Yeah. I think he could have scored a lot more goals in the previous games, and he had some tough games. Now he has some easier fixtures. Yeah. Um. So he he's just uh, he's he's also pretty cheap as well for striker. So yeah. he is currently. I'll uh, reveal that now. He's currently in my wildcard draft, and I think he's gonna stay. Uh, I'm just gonna Fair back enough. my guy. I'm a big fan of both West Ham and Italy. So. Skamaka is just the perfect, me, me uh, yeah. perfect choice for me. You're you're Italy fan as well, I know. Yeah, Kevin yeah. is not as fond of Italy, but yeah, yeah. Uh, that's pretty much the case for Skamaka. I think he's a really good differential option as yeah. a striker. I've listed uh, rotation risk as the minus. The other minus is that you only have three forward spots. So for Kevin, for example, who has Holland, Wilson, and Tony, making a transfer from one of them to Skamaka might not be the first uh, thing he does, but. I think Skamaka can do a lot of good the next few game weeks, but yeah, yeah. I can make his case for Eberechi Eze. But just just before we move to Eze, I'm I'm a Milan fan as we mentioned in the beginning, so uh, I know Sakamaka well from uh, from <laughs> Sassuolo. Sakamaka, <laughs> yeah. He, he, he scored he scored again against Milan before, so I know him from the Serie A or like Serie A. Uh, we say Serie A in Norwegian. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So, so you know I know him from Serie A, and he was really good player. Scored against Milan, really really caught my eye from the first moment, Wasn't and he's. He's 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 really clinical. Very this is clinical. what what but what you need as a, as a striker. So this is what you I what think, you want from him. I think the goal against Milan is like the best goal from his highlights, if I'm not mistaken, where he just yeah, shoots from outside the box. Yeah, top yeah. Don't, don't, don't remind me. Really yeah. good goal. He just scored against yeah. Milan. Just yeah, it's perfect. It was the last season when we, when we needed to 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 win the league. So I was I was uh, really upset. But yeah, love him yeah. as a player. Can't argue. He's really good. Really clinical. If West Ham do good, he will do good. So we'll see. Yep. Kevin. I guess, I mean, Matthias knows that I've been Skamaka's biggest fan since West Ham signed him, that I said from the get-go, yes, I know I'm teasing a little bit with the Antonio jokes, but at the same time, I was genuinely serious in the fact that Skamaka is a really good striker. My only issue with West Ham, generally speaking, is they're a bit inconsistent. Like, sometimes they are... Sometimes maybe good, sometimes, you know, uh, maybe mm. terrible. And I think that's the only thing that scared me from owning Skamaka. But my, there's, oh, he's just such a better finisher than Antonio in so many ways than one. Yeah. Like, like Antonio will shoot it straight at the goalkeeper. This guy will get a top bins every time if he wants to sort of thing. Like, I don't see many strikers in the Premier Like, for example, yeah. Jesus is not as clinical as Kamaka. And that's such high praise for, you know, a player that hasn't really been starting games and stuff. But now he's definitely nailed. I think David Moyes will get lynched if he doesn't play Skamaka. And just just one thing for the people who have Solanke, you can pay you can pay one more million and get an upgrade to Skamaka. So Solanke costs exactly 5.8 and you can Upgrade one million more and go for Sakamaka. It's it's a huge difference. Don't don't laugh about the name. It's it's I'll I'll uh, next, next, uh, <laughs> Sakamaka. Sakamaka. Yes, yes. We'll 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 get some Italians as a guest uh, for us, and I, and I will definitely meet my uh, Italian friends tomorrow at work and, and yeah. ask them how to yeah. pronounce it. And... Saka and Shaka play for Arsenal, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And lots we'll see, of see about that. Yeah, yeah. Just Go before ahead, we move to it? just before we move to essay, I forgot to mention the exempt part of this. Of this, um, basically, we are targeting players who are owned by less than ten percent among the entire player base and. Like we mentioned with Solanke, players that are 
owned by less than 20% in the content creator league. If you go to fplgameweek.com, you can go to the content creator yeah. league and look at the statistics for players owned. Solanke is um, is not really that big of a differential in terms of the experts league, the content creators league. So that's why he's one of the exempt players. But yeah, SA is not, and that's Kevin's uh, case. So make the case for him. But yeah, absolutely. A huge, a huge, a huge surprise. Sakamaka is uh, owned by two percent, so it's really low ownership in terms of. Uh, yeah, hundred um, percent. I think the case to make with Eze is this is his. I personally believe will be his breakout year. He has been in this in Crystal Palace and the Premier League for three years now. One year last year, completely wasted due to injuries. Obviously, not a fault of his own, but obviously, it started raising questions about him and his fitness levels and whether he yeah. actually has the capability to be in the Premier League. The last two, three weeks, I think he has 23 points where in two of them he got 10-point hauls because he scored in both games. Um, and I think this is the time to bring him in. He's got good fixtures. He's running yeah. hot. He is constantly all over the shop in terms of just spraying the ball to the right players making the right run dribbling past players the confidence is obviously there crystal palace have some of the easiest fixtures if not the best fixtures they have, they have the best, yeah they have the best in terms yeah, of the difficult rating yeah yeah, yeah. Totally, i mean totally agree. you can you can talk about patrick vieira's sort of game plans and stuff like that that they haven't looked the best attackingly but when they do score it's thanks to Eze and Zaha, and i think it's a relatively cheap differential to have at 5.6 yeah. where and it's actually if you if you are playing the game as a as a as a gamble and if you want to take risks everybody is going towards Saha which is me included me yeah uh, and and it's really really smart move to move to Essie which is he's doing really good he's a talented player amazing player to to watch and it, like mm -hmm. his feet on the ball are really really wonderful to see so he scored, he assisted in the last few weeks, and yeah, it's it's it's, it's not bad. It's really really cool. I, I would consider it myself if I get like a to downgrade Zaha to Ezi and use the money somewhere else. I I wouldn't mind doing that. So yeah. really good. Just, yeah, good just, just on that, uh, Kimo, like you said, you'd have him instead of Saha. Would I know you consider having Saha and Eze? Two palace Ooh. offensive players, or is uh, it, or is it simply just a replacement for Saw for less? We'll, we'll come to we'll come to my wildcard team later. I really have a spot that it's annoying me, which is Trossard. But I don't, I don't, I, I hate to be that kind of player who really wants to own a player, and once I get him, he doesn't deliver, and then I sell him right away. So I learned among the season, so I don't want to do that. It would be a really cool idea. The thing is, you would struggle who to play if you are. Most of us who are activating the wildcard, most of the managers uh, right now are using uh, three five two or three four three as a as a formation. You cannot you cannot play for defenders in the next uh, in the next um, period of the season. So you will play with more attacking players. So if I double up on Zaha and and uh, and Eze, who do I bench? It will give me a headache. Uh, yeah. To, yeah. Would I, mean... I bench? Would I bench uh, Darwin? Would I bench Jesus? Would I bench Holland? No, that's the thing. No, so yeah, I will just yeah. get rid of the headache. Pick one of them, done and dusted. That's my case against SA and pretty much Gordon too. Like these midfielders who are worth like five point four, five point six, um, they're most likely just going to be benched anyway. 
So yeah. you might as well just have Andreas Pereira save yourself the money, is my thinking. But yeah. Este has shown that he, like you said, as a replacement for Saha, I'm considering it because he's yeah. shown the last four game weeks that he can produce yeah. about the same points as Saha. And you, has... can, you can climb up ranks really easily if he scores on the headlines. So. Definitely. And he has good underlying numbers and everything. So it's not, it's not a bad shout. It's just uh, the price point. I'm not, I'm, I, I'm not sure if uh, I'd invest that much in like the backup yeah, pretty much. I have, no, I have Rosser as my fifth uh, midfielder, by the way. <laughs> so, I think another point that I have to actually add as someone who's now more, this is the thing I hate about teams like Crystal Palace. I would never, ever watch them otherwise, uh, but because they have the good fixtures and because I have players invested in and all this type of stuff, I'm obviously watching a lot more Crystal Palace games. I think the thing that I've noticed, especially with Eze, is the fact that when Zaha is playing, they send two, three guys trying to defend him and all this stuff, which creates a lot of space for uh, Elise, who I really like as well. But mm-hmm. I don't think he's sort of woken up in the way Eze has. But I definitely think has a lot of potential. But it leaves a lot of space for Eze to operate, which is why he's creating so many chances. I mean, seven chances yeah. created um, in the last four this games. Really, is really much. But, pretty but good, yeah. Crystal Palace is not, it's not the team that scores three or four goals. It's just That's, only one thing. And that, and that of course, it. is my biggest issue with considering yeah. bringing him in yeah. as well, when I already know Zaha is going to take the penalties and all this type of stuff. Okay. So, yeah. Well, uh, we should we should move on. We're, we're yes. um, make getting case toward for Gordon. Nine, nine, 90 minutes. I'll make my case for for, for Jordan right away. It's, it's nothing other than he is owned by around 2%. And I like to have a switch, uh, fix it or swing, uh, and jump up on a, on a player uh, really early. One great FPL manager did that some weeks ago, and his name is Magnus Carlson. And I think he plays really advanced uh, up um, up forward with uh, Carvalho. Now he's back, so Everton will be more offensive in the next fixtures. And yeah, he can he can nick up something. There is no stats as supporters other than his sheep. He has already scored two goals in the last um, eight game weeks. Not not the biggest stats, but I just think that he is the backup that should be on the bench. Either him or Eze. They can score. Look at the fixture. Crystal Palace, Fulham, Leicester, Bournemouth, one of the worst defense in the league. So, Yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you don't have the numbers to back you up lately, but looking back at the first four game weeks of the season, he actually had really good underlying numbers when he Absolutely. faced uh, easier teams. So yeah. now that he has better fixtures, he might turn uh, turn his fortunes around. Yeah. We know he's the number yeah. 10 for Everton. He's the star man. Kevin wasn't yeah. a huge fan a couple of years ago, but he's a big fan now. Yeah, um, I mean, Kevin, you're an Everton fan. Kevin yeah. can oh. touch more on this with Calvert yeah. coming back and everything. So yeah, Kevin, you're an Everton fan. So what do you think about Gordon going forward? I, I think, uh, yeah, especially the fact that Calvert-Lewin is back. You saw that their link of play was something that was missing from our attack and all this type of stuff. So I think with Gordon, I personally, I think Gordon had a shout for the penalty because it was a double-fisted push in the back, which would have been an assist for him if he had gotten it. Obviously, it went to the whole, he got a yellow because of descent and all this type of stuff. But I definitely think that uh, there is a shout for Anthony Gordon because one of the things that people forget about differentials and stuff like that is the fact that they're the forgotten men as well in that regard. They're yeah, differentials. Absolutely. So I think absolutely Anthony Gordon's injuries are gone. He was sick for a little bit. Now that's gone too. Calvert-Lewin is back. We have a decent yeah, run of fixtures. Mm. 
Tarkowski and Cody, I can't praise them enough because if we didn't have them, we would have lost the game against Newcastle like 7-0. I'm not even joking. Like we yeah. would have a thousand. Yes, I understand it's Brexit ball, like the most English of English defenders that we could have gone. But it's, <laughs> yeah. but it, it shored up the defense massively. Yeah. And I think it will then sort of emulate into us being able to attack better because yeah. we got Anthony Gordon back. We have Calvert-Lewin back. It's going to be a couple of nice home games against Leicester, who we usually get some decent results against. Yeah. Bournemouth, Everton is notoriously known for high-scoring games. And I think Crystal Palace, notoriously known for them dunking on us, but we do score goals. So, yeah, I think uh, when we're meeting sort of same-minded, same sort of stature teams, which is really, really sad to say, considering the fact that Everton used to be a top seven, top eight sort of, you know, the Everton Cup is, we used to be really good in that regard. So for us to get back there, we need to start playing well, and these are the fixtures to do so. Yep. So we all made our case. This is for the wildcard differential. Speaking of wildcards, we're going to do our weekly wildcard drafts. So we start with the blank slates. No players picked, but I have the first pick, and uh, it's an obvious pick, not just because I'm Norwegian, but because he's the main man to have in FPL this season. Olan, I don't need to give any reasons, really, so I'll just move forward. Kevin had the second pick. He, um, Yeah, just so we're clear, we've already picked this team. That's why we have the graphic ready, of course. So. I'm just going to go through the players and I'll ask you to elaborate if uh, if I have any questions about them. Cancelo, no questions about it. Just no, bringing him. No, oh, I have a question about Cancelo. Did you guys have him against Southampton? No. Oh, Phone yeah. as well. Again, our first three picks are all City players. Those yeah. are the players to get in. Kimo, Let's pick cross Foden. fingers. They will do good. <laughs> yeah. Phone, no brainer. I picked Martinelli as my first Arsenal guy. Uh, he's just so cheap. He, like I said previously, I think he's been the best winger in the league this season. He's super good. He showed that uh, against Liverpool as well. Brilliant, brilliant player. So mm. no no reason not to have him. Kevin picked Jesus, which is, uh, you already made the case for him already. Uh, it's between Jesus and Saka for some, maybe a defender. But yeah, he makes sense. Uh, Bowen. I'll actually open it up for Kimo. We haven't really talked much about Bowen uh, so far. So, Kimo, why did you pick Bowen with this pick as the first player, not from City uh, or Arsenal? Yeah, I'll be I'll be really quick because uh, we need to do yeah. like a less than two hours first episode, so so people cannot uh, <laughs> sleep with us in the first one. But yeah, pretty short is um, he wants to go to the World Cup. He was in the squad with Gareth Southgate um, some time ago. He's really determined. He showed really underlying stats. And then recently, he missed a penalty against Liverpool, I know. But that's another another reason to pick him up. He wants to make this up. He wants to be in the in the squad. And he's really playing with a, like a strange determination. To He has a point to prove, you know what I mean? So I think Wisdom is doing really good recently. And yeah, nothing to say than that to back it by a good yep. stats. He has the highest... Uh, expected goals involvement uh, among midfielders was 3.6, which is really, really hard. It's it's nearby Holland at its best. And also he has 13 goal attempts, 10 shots in the inside the box, 
five shots on target, big chances created, not so much in, in the last four, but recently he he does really really good. I would have said he's he's on penalties, but yeah, he's not anymore. I think Sakamaka will take it from him. Yeah, we will see, but yeah, those stats are from the last four games, correct? But, but he's he's a no-brainer for me. Never never once sure. thought that he would be out of my World Cup. But yeah, the stats you listed were from the last four game weeks, right? Yeah. Yeah. So three point six uh, XGI is really really, really hard. good. Really hard. Yeah. yeah. Skamaka, I'm doubling up on West Ham. I'm grabbing an opportunity. I've made a case for him already. He might be a penalty yeah. taker, like you said as well. I didn't mention yeah. that earlier. He's take, taken five penalties in his career, scored every single one of them. So maybe he's the next wow. penalty taker for West Ham as we search yeah. for another penalty taker. There we go. Kevin, Anthony, we haven't mentioned Man United almost, and we haven't mentioned Anthony at all. Why Why did you pick Anthony? Yeah, well, uh, prior to us uh, starting all this, we did a test run, and Anthony at the time had scored in every game. Yep. And should have scored against Spurs. He he did the most Iron Robin thing in the world. Cut to his left, hit yep. the outside of the post. I like seeing this guy play football. I think Ten Hag knows how to get the best out of him. Obviously, at his time at Ajax, yep. United. Generally speaking, yeah, maybe their fixtures aren't the best, but Anthony has shown he's very um, fixture proof. Yeah. yeah, he's just scoring scored yep. against all the big teams and yeah. probably will continue to do so. So yeah. and they had a really good performance against Spurs. So yeah, yeah. he's a he's yeah. a really good pick as well. He, he, he Kimo, hit the woodwork as well. Yeah. Yeah. We don't really need to mention him. I picked Trippier who's also no clear clear pick, no brainer. Yeah. Had him all season, gonna have him all season. Kevin pick Gabriel as the final Arsenal yeah. player. We didn't have any Arsenal spots we didn't have any midfielder or attacking spots left. So Gabriel or Saliba, whatever you choose, uh, you can go with. He makes sense as a final Arsenal pick. Uh, Kimo, you wanted Raya as your goalkeeper. I know yeah, I just, goalkeep- the goalkeeper just, has been a bit of an issue for you. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that when we, when we yeah, come to we'll my, talk about my, that my, my wildcard team. team. But yeah, he, he's, he's the one I picked. He's the best yeah. goalkeeper uh, to the next uh, four game weeks, yeah. I made the case for West Ham defense earlier, so I'm going to back my guy, Tilo Kerr, who's been really good for West Ham. The West Ham fans love him. He's nailed. He showed against Liverpool he can score. He's really good. And the final two picks, Neko and Ward, whatever. They're bench fodder. We don't really need to talk about them. So yeah. this is our Walker drafts. Uh, we drafted them in order of importance, so you can make uh, you can make note, note of who we picked first. That's probably the players you should target first as well. So that's the weekly wildcard draft. We'll do another one next week with different picks. But now we're going to move on to our gaming 13 plans. I'm going to open up with my team, which is a wildcard team. So I've actually gone with Salah in this uh, this draft of my team. I've also made, uh, like Kimo mentioned earlier, I've made uh, the decision to go with three defenders only, Neko and Bueno on the bench. Um, Salah is the biggest question for me. Should I invest? Why? So much Why Salah? Salah? Why? Tell me. It's to fi- it's the fixtures. The next two fixtures are really, really, really good. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna, you've made a case for Darwin, but I think Salah is way more of a nailed or not not Ooh. even nailed, but more of a sure thing than Darwin. Even for the price difference, I think Salah is uh it's really good. But yeah, like I said, uh, I haven't had him in my uh, in all of my wildcard drafts so far. Saka is the one I'm struggling with the most. I really want to have Saka. I'm considering having triple up on Arsenal attackers, or I might drop Jesus. Who knows? If I drop Jesus, I have two good options in Darwin and Tony. Oh, you'll make um, me think. Oh my god. We've, yeah. we've talked about <laughs> we talked about these guys before. Uh Tony 
is really good. Uh, I sort of made the case against him with Aston Villa and Fulham playing defensively and not getting a lot of goals in yeah. the games. So yeah, Fulham, Fulham are shit. Yeah, I might just stay away from him. I have Skamaka. <laughs> uh, yeah, the triple city is obvious. Triple Arsenal, I need to figure out. And I also go on with Raya as a goalkeeper. That's also a decision for me. Raya, Sanchez, or Guaita. <laughs> yeah. uh, I just think Brentford have good... Uh, like I said, the, they play Wolverhampton and Fulham. Yeah. Or Wolverhampton and uh, Aston Villa. Aston Villa, Aston Villa, yeah. Who don't score many goals. So no. Raya... And also, and also he got he got uh, a total of 20 points in the last two game weeks. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. So that's basically... I just got to make a decision on Salah and uh, Triple Arsenal. That's the most pressing part. He's, other he's than becoming that. a new pop. Yeah. Uh, that's that's my team. I have Saha and Martinelli, the players we talked about. During I actually like I like it. I like it. Uh, the only thing, yeah, you you made me think twice about having Salah. He has a he has scored a lot of goals against Leeds against and against Nottingham Forest against uh, newly promoted sides. He's always super super yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, that's except thing, for that's... Bournemouth when they won nine nil and yeah, nothing. But, okay. but that's, a, that's I'll, an aberration. I'll touch I'll touch on that. But yeah, yeah. Other than that, really really good team. I like so Bruno uh, Andreas. So yep. they're not gonna play. That's Nicholas, our play. Uh, that's our that's my wild card. Uh, we'll move on to Kevin, who does not have a wild card, and he has not that many City or Arsenal players, which is interesting. Uh, so yeah, talk about your plans. You can see one player that I've made a case for. So, yeah, okay. Kevin, I I regret uh, <laughs> not having a wild card at this point because I see all the delicious players that you guys are bringing in, and I'm here sat just like. I get Foden and that's like the only and quite frankly most obvious uh, move that I can make because he is just so informed. I mean, City, just generally speaking, are so informed and you can argue that they were unlucky not to get anything against Liverpool as well. I think Brighton, like Colin at home as, as well, he just keeps going hat-tricks and all this type of stuff. It's the right time to triple up on City. Um and yeah, I think in terms of everyone else, I think Mount can do something against um, Man United. So I won't freak out and just immediately drop him because for me, an obvious move would be Foden and Saka in because I think Saka obviously takes penalties for Arsenal and he's a very streaky player as well. But other than that, there's not much I can really do. I think it's just about playing it smart, not going too much minus and... Just take it easy. Yeah. Just... Last game week, last game week, you got so lucky, Kevin, uh, with, with going without Arsenal players because me and Matthias had Martinelli and Jesus, and we really hoped to catch up on game week eleven. Terms yeah. Of, yeah, 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 and they didn't score, but so again, you're going potentially without any Arsenal players in the next week, and me and Matthias are hoping that loading uh, up on them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Me and me and Matthias had a discussion about this. It's, it was just simply this: Do I feel that? Arsenal's next game is better than City's next game, and the answer is no. So that's why. Oh no, absolutely, I understand. Yeah. Understand. Yeah, yeah. It's the thing is, if I were you, I would sell Mount, and I would get on. I would keep Trossard. The reason is Mount this season is doing really bad. Yeah, Trossard, Trossard has a higher chance to score against City than Mount mm. has to, uh, a higher chance to score against. <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah, but... yeah. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Anyways, I will we'll remind see. you. We'll see. Deserbi, yeah. Deserbi against Guardiola might be a game with a lot of goals, but we'll see. I mean, yeah. Sally, Sally for Kevin, he doesn't have We'll, a, we'll talk about um, it next next Wednesday. Kevin is 0.1 away from getting Saka for Mount and uh, Foden for Trossard, sadly. Yeah. But 
as I've just realized, you don't have Martinelli, so you can easily go to Martinelli with one of these guys. So that's yes. another option for you for next, or either, either this week or next week, I think. You yeah. can get Martinelli for Trossard and, and uh, Fulton for Mounts. And that was the planning. Instead of going minus, I can just do one transfer each week, which would then be the Arsenal and City coverage that I want. Yeah. The Pop Dura, I think, is, is really tricky. It's either you pray to gods that Pope is going to do a historical game again the Spurs and end up with like 10 saves and two bonus or something uh, like that. Or 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 you can uh, sell Pope and get Raya as you potentially is going to do. And, exactly. And, and hope that he keep a clean sheet and then you will get your minus four back. So it's not it's not a bad move. I've done this a lot of times among the years just to, when I have like my keeper. I'm fed up with my keeper and I know he's not going to get a clean sheet. So sell it was minus four. Target one was a bit fixed. Get me a clean sheet. Get my money back and so on. So I understand. Yeah, yeah I, I I think that's mostly a cost, cost-cutting move for, for Kevin. Yeah. But uh, yeah, well, we can talk about the Tottenham thing. Hold on, on, Captain um, Nobrenner. You're not going to yeah. change. Yeah, course, everyone is going to Captain Every, Nobrenner. Okay, that's, okay. Everyone in the world, everyone in now. the history, everyone <laughs> in the universe is going to Captain yeah. Nobrenner. So, yeah. I'm not sure about Spurs, especially after last game, but we'll talk about that okay. in a different podcast. But for now, we'll just look at Kimo's Game of 30 plans. This is the final... Okay, I'll, I'll read it again. Uh, you guys should also, again, when yeah. we record <laughs> the future, next time, for the definitely. ones who, who listen to on Spotify or so on. Uh, I have Ryan Goal, I have uh, Cancelo, Trippier, Perisic, Foden, Boyan, uh, Zaha, Martinelli, Jesus, Darwin, Holland captain, Keeper, Arisa Palaga uh, in the bench as a goalkeeper, Trossard, Bueno, 3.9, really cheap and good defender from Wolves. He did also got an assist and really nice cross to Adama Traore the last game. I have Nick Williams. So the only dilemma or like the one of the only dilemma is I'm really not satisfied with Perisic. Yeah, I don't know. In terms of minutes, uh, Conti might change up in the next games. He might play Ryan Sissonion and so on. Perisic, I really had high hopes from him in the, in the last uh, few game weeks. I thought he would get me much more points than he got me already. So that position, I'm not really sure. Again, there's not so many attractive defenders to bring. Southampton can score against Arsenal. And I might think of Gabriel or Saliba. I wish if Zinchenko was uh, not injured, I would have really got him. But again, not so many good defenders to 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 bring on. I really don't care. But uh, that's only the name I have right now. Jordan might be on for Trossard. If I want to upgrade somewhere else, but I really want to uh, give Trussard a good chance and also might be uh, benching Boyan against United and play Trussard in uh, the game after. So I'm going to captain, uh, of course, uh, Holland against uh, Brighton. You also convinced me, Matthias, a little bit. If you, if you, if I sell Darwin and bring Salah and I can bring uh, Sakamaka, so it might be something. You, you'll just copy my team, yeah? No, yeah. <laughs> not, 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 not copying your team. It's, it's the thing is, if I had Liverpool and Salah in terms of the last season form, I would definitely not think twice. Have Salah. I might even ha- uh, had captained him. But with, with the Liverpool's unstable period right now, and also Klopp is back again at the really, I don't know. I don't know what is he trying to do to put Salah to the wing in the, um, in the beginning of the West Ham game. Again, when he really knew that Salah is not comfortable playing there and he showed up against City playing as a striker or something like the last seasons, it was playing really good. So I don't know. 
which which formation club is going to 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 put so so Darwin for me in terms of stats and going as a differential ownership is is a pick but Salah can punish me so bad I I think I might, I might give it a, uh, another thought because also downgrading um like oh, changing between yeah between uh, Darwin and uh, and Salah and getting uh, Sekamaka is is a good option. As an as a West Ham striker, so wouldn't be, I don't want to sell Boyan. This is the thing. I'm really convinced that he's gonna outscore yep. Sekamaka. Boyan can uh, be explosive. We've seen in the last season he can score 12, 14, mm. and so on. And I think he will make up his penalty that he missed. He want he want to prove himself. He had like a good mm. chance yesterday sure. when he when he played the ball to Thomas uh, Soshik. If you've seen mm. that chance, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was really dangerous. So yeah, this is me for now. Uh, yeah. I mean, you you could always triple up on West Ham or double up on West Ham. Uh, there's there's nothing wrong with that. So yeah, like we did in the weekly that's, that's embarrassing. Never, but yeah. never, but never done that and never will. What yeah. you should do. This is my biggest thing. Not it's not even Salah. It's just you have two Arsenal players. You you should get a third Arsenal player. I I Why? would even have, I would even have Saka over Saha, or or Bowen even. If if I had the, the Arsenal spot, you only have two Arsenal players. You, okay, you one 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 thing here, one thing here. We're we're heading up against a period where uh, there will be some games in the midweek. If I'm correct, mm, I mean, there's always Champions League and stuff. But yeah, so yeah. so the thing is, sorry about that. Or Europa League, sorry, Arsenal. No, but I I mean I mean the thing is that it, I'm afraid because Arsenal are on the top right now and Arteta can show some defensive. Uh, one nil games, and he can be satisfied of just nicking up the goal, playing more defensively, playing more cautious. This is the scenario I'm afraid of tripling up on on Arsenal attack. It can be similar. Leeds should have won that game against Arsenal. Uh, so Arsenal sure. really played played as a as a, as they call it like a champion personality. They they won the game. They played really terrible. So I'm afraid of a repetitive scenario. Of, of one nil or like almost two one, so I'm not sure. sure. But Saka is a good, it can be a good differential. And Martinelli is really highly owned. The thing is, when Martinelli scores, he's, he's at everyone's team. This is the thing. So if I decide to go crazy, I might do it actually to go Saka instead of Martinelli. So, but he showed nothing wrong for me. He can punish me so bad. And all the hundred thousand ranks that I climbed, I can go down really easy if I don't have Martinelli. So, yeah, that's fair enough. Kevin, do you any have other thoughts? thoughts? Kevin, Obviously. I mean. I mean, just looking at the team, I think it's uh, very, very good. It's just the question of whether you're going to downgrade Trossard or not. No, I can, I can, I want Trossard. I want, I want you're, to play. You're him. that dead sure that he's gonna. No, I, I might, I might, I might actually play him and bench Zaha one of the games. It's, it's not like it's not like a, I must play Zaha all the games. He can be on my bench, and you never know. It's again, it's a festive period before the World Cup. Might be some. Some game in the Champions League and the Europa League and the other the other the other one that's called Conference League or something. You might have one player who's not showing up. I don't want I don't want Bueno coming up from my bench or, or Nico Williams. I want someone good. So yeah, but in that case, uh, wouldn't you want to then make Martinelli Saka, who's on penalties, and then bring in Gordon, for example, who you know is going to yeah, play. I might do that or, or bring Eze. So cool. Yeah, excellent. So yeah, so, yeah, nice. See. We'll see. Yeah. But it's 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 interesting. I'm really satisfied. That I freshened up my team. I'm mm-hmm. so happy that I got Cancelo and Foden. That's yeah, yeah. that's 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 gonna be an upgrade. It's, it's so nice feeling to have uh, Cancelo and Foden in my team. It's, I cannot ex- explain. Ryan Ryan Dago, by the way, I, I promised to talk about him. He, mm-hmm. he got like uh, whenever he gets a clean sheet, he gets ten points. 
Never mm, gets a good bonus, cheat tip. Bonus so, magnet, so, yeah. But yeah, so he's a bonus magnet, and yeah, they have a good fixtures. And Sabella doesn't score that much. Typical yeah. that next next game, Asabella will score. But yeah, logically, I made the logic choice. He's really? a mystical keeper. And the reason that I have Kepa is when I feel it's a fixture, uh, when I'm not comfortable to play to play Raya, I would definitely think about uh, Kepa as a Pelaga. Yeah. He's 4.4, doesn't cost me that much. And I would have an, a new wild card in four game weeks. So, yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, I think that's that just about wraps it up in terms of our, uh, yeah, all of our content, really. Um, we're going to do this weekly. Uh, this is, we've filmed this on a Thursday, but we're going to film each Wednesday from now on before every game yeah. week. Obviously, if there's yeah. a, if there's a midweek game week, we can film earlier. We'll cover every single game week from now until the season. That's the goal, at least. Yeah. Uh, we'll all improve, uh, I'm sure, throughout yeah, any podcast. Yeah, new ideas, yeah. One of the improvements we'll have is that we'll have uh, an outro slide next time where we have more on the info about what we do. The yeah. thing I haven't mentioned that have been throughout most of our slides is uh, like you join our mini league. Uh, you see the league yeah. code up there in the corner. And you can also start following us on different social media platforms, which is uh, Kevin's line of work. Kevin has worked for UEFA as a social media manager, actually. So he has a lot of uh, expertise on this area. So yeah, Kevin, talk about more about our... You guys social... didn't mention that you studied uh, journalism. Uh... I, I mentioned that I went to study yeah. journalism in, in London at the start, okay. early part, but yeah. But yeah, Kevin, uh, social media, where can you find us? Yeah, so you can find us both on or all three, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And of course, we'll eventually expand all of that. And you can find it at FPL Scope. Yeah, just write the logo on the left. But yeah. Yeah. At FPL Scope. Yeah. We'll, we'll make a slide for it in the next time and, and, and make it more Definitely. obvious. But it, it was really fun. And also, yeah, I enjoyed so much the first episode. Yeah. And like Kimo alluded to, Spotify, this first episode is probably just going out on YouTube just to test it out. And yeah. then eventually we'll move on to more platforms. Yeah. Hopefully okay. even next week we'll we'll do more platforms. We'll, we'll have a better time when we we'll try to Wednesdays. yeah we'll try to accommodate uh, people who don't really watch the screen that much. People have it in the background. I I know from personal experience watching a fail content or listening to a fail content, and I don't always watch. So we're gonna make more of an effort to to tell you more about what's on the screen as well in terms of our teams. Yeah. We'll, we'll all improve 100%. Yeah, this is our first absolutely. time, first go around. I think it's been a delightful conversation with both of you. Absolutely. I couldn't have asked to have two better uh, co hosts than you guys. Uh, you Thank guys you, both know that I, I appreciate you guys, guys uh, a lot. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I need to give you a shout out also for doing most of the graphics. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also. No, no, you, you really deserve it. Yeah. It's, it took you a lot, of, a lot of time, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah. it's been a pleasure and it's a good night for me. Yeah. Good night. Thank you for watching. If you're if you followed us all this time. Yeah. Yeah. Good night. See ya. Good night. Please like and subscribe. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the final part. <laughs> we, we'll get better at promoting yeah, ourselves. You'll leave, you'll, you'll leave that to be the next Do all that thing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, share, yeah. subscribe, yeah, comment, yeah. all okay. that good stuff. We'll have okay. that in the outro next time. Uh definitely. Yeah. Okay. See ya. See ya. Bye.